Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. As always with SB Nation, I am joined, I am Meg Murray and I am joined by Paul Stewart over there. Hey, Paul. Hey there. How are we? How are you doing, Paul? Tell the people. Uh, I am very, very rough right now. I was out seeing Luke Combs. He was live in Scotland last (laughs) night and I got very, very merry last night. So... So I'm feeling a little bit worse for wear today. So, but I'm all good now. I've had some Iron Brew. I've had some McDonald's and I'm now ready to kick my day off. (laughs) That is a a true blue American night followed by um, our favorite McDonald's. So we love to hear that. (laughs) Um, But a lot has happened that we need to get your thoughts on. So... I mean, Friday, yeah, Friday is normally, like, pretty chill, but it was not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, there was just so much going on this whole week, like, you're you're seeing all the rumors, and now you're seeing all the potential releases from all the team, like, just not even from the Cowboys' point of view, but you're seeing all this big major trades for quarterbacks, and defensive linemen and stuff like that you're like oof it's like it's just all coming up to the free agency salary caps all coming into play everyone's just trying to balance the books essentially and we're seeing all these crazy transactions right now yeah so the cowboys yesterday um got to business they released greg zerline Um, They waived Blake Jarwin. Those are the headliners. But just to give y'all a little extra, they also released um, Ito Smith, Robert Foster, and Reggie Robinson. So the Reggie, yeah, the Reggie Robinson, when I was kind of surprised about this, we only drafted him, what, excuse me, um, last year, back in, back in 20, no, sorry, 2020. Uh, Yeah, he was 123 overall. Yeah, so I would have thought he would have maybe had one more year to kind of like develop. Like, he's, I don't even actually thought he actually got any game time or anything like that. So I would have thought he would have put, he may actually like get brought back in part of the development, like under the practice squad or something like that. We don't know, but who knows? But yeah, the Greg Zerline one, um, needless to say, I'm actually quite happy about the fact that he's been released. Uh, He's a kicker that's been underperforming with a massive salary 
and uh, for for a kicker anyway. So and there's there's a lot more uh, affordable options out there now. So I'm quite happy with that move, and there's no surprise regards to the Blake Jarwin news, um, especially with that potential career and it could be career and ending injury. Who knows? We don't know, but it's it's not a surprise to anyone now that we've seen Dalton Schultz to that. Um, what you call it? I can't remember the the, the oh god. The, <laughs> I can't believe my my mind is absolute mystery. I can't remember what you call it now. Um, basically, the, you say the contract, that one year contract, the franchise tag. There we go. Yes. I knew I got there in the end. My <laughs> God. So we got so we got there. We got there in the end. Probably got there. So franchise tag. So so there was no surprise about that. So. Um, do we still think we're still going to get another tight end through free agency or the draft? I will still say yes, because I don't know if Dalton Schultz is going to be the long-term solution. Are we going to maybe put try and negotiate Schultz now that we've got him now signed to that franchise tight and try and spread out, like give him a more extended years contract and overrule that franchise tag and be less heavy on the salary cap, hopefully. But, but I still think we will probably address tight end for other options as well in the draft or potentially free agency. Yeah. I mean, if we can focus on Blake real quick, um, but I, I'll go back to Greg yeah. momentarily, but um, so they, they signed him two years ago to a contract extension for $22 million as the tight end of the future. So to, you know, to see it go down this road, I think we, we already talked about this a bit, but it's just kind of, you know, sad to see that um but you know for leaving blake um they are going to save 3.8 million dollars and they're only going to carry two million dollars of his contract um for anyone that's worried about the man in his millions um he is uh, probably going to do some sort of insurance claim so he'll be fine <laughs> not that most of us yeah. are worried about <laughs> millionaires but you know just in case you were wondering, um, but he did tear his ACL in 2020, if y'all recall. So he's had a history of, you know, injuries. And then his hip injury came in the Minnesota game. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of the end all be all for him for, at least for now, we'll hopefully, you know, he can come back and get signed by another team, but for the Cowboys, intents and purposes um that's that yeah it's i mean i've, I've, I've always liked blake jarwin and stuff like that but it's just it's just it was the writing on the cards like multiple injuries he was on a big end contract it was like we're not getting like and also with the news with the, the hip there we just knew it was just a matter of time. Like we were going to do something special with the news with Dalton. Like we kind of just briefly mentioned there. Um, it, yeah, it was just a writing on the cards that came to Blake. Uh, but um, we wish him all the best. Um, I'm super nice guy. I, no doubt. Like hopefully he gets a recovery with, with a hip, gets that resolved, and he, he can get back to playing football. So we wish him all the best. No, yeah. Hard. Yeah, um, we'll throw it back real quick to, I just like, I was, you know, kind of reading about, you, you know, his release and all that stuff. And I was just 
they uh, threw out his one stat from 2018. His, he, when he caught seven passes for 119 yards and three touchdowns. Three of his eight total touchdowns that he caught as a cowboy. That's crazy. So, yeah. Blakey Jars, you'll be missed. Um, and we wish you all the best. But to go back to Paul's favorite topic, Greg Zerline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we yeah. kind of all saw this one coming. Um, he, he was signed to a three year deal um, before the 2020 season. Um, nothing too major, but, um, you know, getting rid of him now saves us $2.25 million in cap space um, and about $300,000 in dead money. So for someone who missed six points after touchdown in 2021 um, and only really had a field goal percentage of 82.9 in his uh, career here at Dallas, uh, you are you going to miss him? <laughs> Nope, I'm not. I'm not like, especially after last season. Like, we knew that he wasn't 100%. We knew that. I was, I was more annoyed the fact that we stuck with Greg despite he had the injury. Why didn't we put in a different kicker that was actually fully functional? And that and I was like, well, we're playing with an injured kicker for the, the majority of the whole season. And Greg, and this is no dig at him or anything like that, but. He cost us, well, it is a dig, but he did cost us fundamental games where it kind of cost us like a number one overall seed and stuff like that. Like, like those we feel goals with a change the difference. Like, for example, the Thanksgiving game against the Raiders, I think I'm pretty sure you missed a field goal for that. And look what happened. We lost to by a field goal. Some of the losses we had last season was all down to field goals. And and it was only maybe like two or three points difference in it. So yeah, um, I'm that. So I'm not gonna miss him at all. Um, <laughs> and there is some, there is, and we saw what uh, the Bengals had really done with their success with their kickers, uh, with McPherson. So whether we we'll, uh, get some kid for uh, an undrafted free agent or someone from free agency, we don't know. But I'm just happy that we're moving on from them now and we can actually, like, get special teams up to the yeah. same par now as our defense, like, the same, like, trying to get that consistency going. That would be so nice. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, in the interim, they did sign uh, former SMU kicker Chris Nagar um, to the reserve future list. Um, he... Just a little bit about Christopher. He led the American Athletic Conference in field goal percentage by 81% um, and was a semifinalist for the Lou uh, Groza Award given to the nation's best kicker. He um, made his first and only NFL field goal attempt with his uh, brief stint on the Browns last year. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just what they have going on for now. They're obviously going to bring in more guys and have more of a kicker competition situation. That's just kind of the way the lay of the land goes with that position. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I love. Like, get more people in, get more competition. You want people to fight for those places. Like, and that was the one thing that annoyed me the most. It was like, yeah, we brought in a what was a, oh, Kai, Kai Forbath back last season, like during uh 
like obviously like preseason training and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, good, it's going to be a competition. Then I realized it's like, you know what? It's not actually going to be a competition because it was more down to the contract. The, the, they, were, they were going to keep Zerla regardless. And that's what kind of annoyed me the most. It's yeah. like, like, yeah, it may be on a higher end contract, but it doesn't give him the right that he deserves to still be in the team. You know what I mean? So I was a wee bit effed off about that. So, um, but I'm, I'm interested interest in to see what Nadar does. Um, like you said, he's signed the, the reserve future contract. So, but I definitely think there'll be a couple of other names that we will be talking about in the future yeah. weeks to come. Yeah, and it's, you know, I just can't, in that situation, if you're, you know, dead set on somebody like Zerline and you know that he had such a um, intensive surgery, I just, I think what drove me nuts and like started me down this like um hating Mike McCarthy thing that I have going on right now um <laughs> did have a lot to do with like why are we and obviously Fossil had to say but like just like why are you forcing him out there you know in that Bucks game to try to you know kick longer field goals when that was his first time like on a field since his back surgery and it's just like the mismanagement of like an asset like that. You're not setting him up for success, you know, and I hope that somebody, you know, maybe we'll just get a younger talent that's able to just say like, it and like go for it. But yeah, it's a lot. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. The, 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 and you're spot on with that. I think that the decision-making within the staff does have a lot to answer for regards to that because we could have a much more younger, more hungrier, kicker to prove a point and cheaper as well yeah right it seems to be it seems to be the top all right now it's all about the cost right now and that, and rightly so we're, we're trying to make sure that we can just keep within the cap but um but going forward now i don't necessarily think that's going to be the case now it's matter i think we will have that proper competition now so but yeah it, it's the the frustrations with the staff that you just mentioned yeah <sighs> It's, it's just one of our things. It's just added to the list, isn't it? It's just right. one of those things. I was like, just, I was like, why, why, why you do this? Why, why? <laughs> you know? They just love to force a square peg in a round hole and it's infuriating. <laughs> but oh, no, that no, no. does, that doesn't necessarily lead us into this point. This would actually be a round peg and a round hole, but the uh, square peg here being the salary um, that would be expected. Uh, there are rumors that Bobby Wagner um, is being sought out by the Cowboys. What are your thoughts? I love the idea of it, but again, we cannot afford them right now. That's the problem. Like, I understand he is a Dan Quinn guy. Dan Quinn says, I think pretty sure he made a statement saying he's one of the best players I've ever coached. Great. Yeah. That's like, if, if we can get Bobby Wagner in and, and within the salary cap, then fantastic. I, I am all for that, 100%. But realistically, I do not see this happening because of how we are right now in terms of our salary cap. We're like we're going from in and outs to certain players, trying to restructure deals, maybe releasing star players and stuff like that. So I find it very hard to really see this happening. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Nick. Mm-hmm. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, I mean, so I know that Dan Quinn um, is allegedly banging on the table for Wagner. That doesn't surprise me, you know, given his time building the Legion of Boom uh, back in Seattle, um, having him and Bobby like reuniting, that would be, in my opinion, that would be magic. And obviously, um, so I saw that uh, he did tweet out that, what I'm gonna get his exact words, give me like one second. Um, he said, crazy part about all this, I played there for 10 years and I didn't hear it from them that I wasn't coming back. And um, our you know, favorite rookie of all time, uh, Micah Parsons quote tweeted it and said, SMH, that's horrible. Um, you know, that just makes you think like if you could see Bobby Wagner and like a Micah Parsons on, you know, the same side, uh, of the, that would just be so exciting. It, <laughs> it, would be, it, it would be terrifying. It would be actually be terrifying. Like you would yeah. be afraid to throw, throw a ball into coverage now, like especially if you're throwing like oh, slants yeah. or something like that into the, mid, into the middle of the field. Like, like, I mean, you've got you've got trouble already with Trayvon Diggs for if yeah. you're going for your beat passes, but now you need to worry about the linebackers if you do get Bobby Wagner because Micah Parsons is a beast. He is without a doubt our star player in our defense right now. And when you, if we do ever like knock on wood, if 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 we ever do get the opportunity to get Bobby Wagner into the Dallas Cowboys team, it's it's going to be free, it's going to be special. I will say that. Because Bobby knows what Dan Quinn is expected of him. But Bobby's he's, he's played, he's, he's pretty much a heart and soul of that uh, Seahawks defense for growing up so many years. Like he was pretty much one of the fundamental players of that Legion of Boom. So, um, but yeah, the combination with him and Parsons, it's a scary thought. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know really much else to add, really add on top of that. You know? No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, it's just like, it's one of those things you think about it for a minute and then you're like, I can't let myself think about this too much because it's too good. And it's a move that like, you always wish that the Cowboys would make in free agency, you know, something big, something splashy, but something that like would actually 
be a good fit and be sustainable. And he's such a good player, even to like, even as he is now, um, and to see him, you know, reignite that magic with Dan Quinn would just be like the stuff of fantasies. And yet let's all bring ourselves back down to reality because we likely can't afford him. Um, Jane Slater did say they would have to get very creative and open-minded with salary for this to work. Um, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> on both sides of that, because Bobby would have to be willing to take some, take a cut and, you know, you know, play probably for the close to the veteran minimum. And is that something that he's willing to do? Um, you know, we'll see, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's 31 years old, so he's, he's, he's in his actual, he's probably in his actual prime age right now. He's probably got, what, maybe like three, four seasons left. Like, his linebackers don't normally, like, if I remember so right, like, the normal age for linebackers is probably between 34, 35, and that's them call it a day. So that he is in his final years of his career, but he's been playing in the NFL since 2012. That's, that's been, like, over nearly 10, nearly 10 years now. Well, yeah, 10 years now. So, um, so yeah, and he's been playing up to the highest caliber. Like, he's, I mean, his... his for, his awards has been nothing but spectacular. He's a six-time first team, two-time second team, all-pro, eight-time Pro Bowl, uh, two-time NFL tackle leader. I mean, that's some, I mean, that would be exciting to have on your team and your roster, to have that type of player that, like in there alongside with a player that's one rookie of the year, uh, sorry, rookie defensive player of the year, sorry, and that's Micah Parsons. So, like, it's like you said, like, I'm I'm just going to just kind of sit back and I'm, I'm going to just try and stay away from the social media aspect of the whole Bobby Wagner because I don't want, I don't want to engage in the two issues. I don't want to get my hopes high on it because yeah. realistically, I just don't really do see it happening. So I'm just going to like, if it happens, I'm going to scream for joy. But I'm just going to say I'm not going to say anything uh, until it actually does happen, but I will think the more likely outcome will be there'll be another team with more salary cap freedom will be likely to sign them. And I think there is a couple of teams already speaking to him about that. So, uh, other than other than, other than Dallas, so be interesting to see what materializes after this. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it, of course. Um, now I need to get your thoughts on something else. So Kelsey and I sounded off on this on Girls Talking Boys on Friday. Um, yep. We so there's talk that they were thinking about trading Lyle Collins. Um, Schefter did uh, just report that they have given Lyle Collins permission to look for a trade. So. That just seems kind of inevitable now, which I am very against. Um, but let's hear your thoughts, Paul, on um, what you think that would do. Like, if you agree with that happening, and then also just like the shape of the O line and how that affects everything. Well, there's no secret Lyle Collins is a good offensive lineman, but I think he's lost the trust within the Cowboys organization after last season, like with the whole um, scandal thing 
uh, I can't, well, we won't go into details about it, but basically I think he's lost the trust of his coaching staff with regards to that. And he wasn't the same player last season. I felt he, I don't know if it was because of that, he just wasn't playing up to what we were usually expected of him. Um, but I am not against the idea of the trade. It depends what we get in return. That's the only thing. Like, see if we were to get maybe, like, uh, well, it's very unlikely we'll get a first rounder. Very unlikely. But if we can get maybe like a second round followed by maybe like a couple of picks from the fifth and sixth round or something like that, would be something I'd be okay with. Because um, we've got, we're seeing, like, I'm, the reason I'm saying it, I'm okay with it, because we are seeing the the, develop, the development of one of Terrence right now. And I think he really outshone his growth last season like when he was in that starting role as the right tackle. So, and when we did put Collins back in, I did feel as though it was a bit of a um, dip in terms of, it's like, because there was a whole sh- idea, it's like, well, why don't we move Collins back to guard? Like, that's something that I would I was really up for as well. But, um, but it just really depends what we get in trade value. I'm for it. But other than that, I would say if the if the trade um like what we get in return isn't good enough, um, I would keep I would I would rather prefer to keep them in that way. But it just really depends what we do get in the trade. That's the only thing I'm kind of saying. Yes, I am in agreement. I kind of agree with the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, so I will uh, quote. Connor Lightsay, who is uh, one of our very own Blogging the Boys cohorts. But um, he said, what did did he say? He was like, I know they soured on Collins, but the O-line coach is the main guy who wants steal over Collins, and that guy can't coach. I agree with that 100%. (laughs) Listen, I know that Steel had a better... Yeah. I know Steele had a better year. Yeah. I know he's has yeah. an upward trajectory, and I'm I'm very here for it. However, like I just don't know why you want to give away someone. He might not have the trust of the front office, but he has the trust of that O line. He has the trust of Dak Prescott. So punishing him and like taking him out on snaps and messing around with like the lineup during games. That's what's I that is what I saw. And that's gonna get in somebody's head. So how about you stick him at left guard if you're so into Terrence Steele and like maintain that line more? That's just my yeah. I mean we we as much we always talked about Dallas has always had a reputation of having a great offensive line. And we, we do still have good offensive linemen, but so the reality is, it's like the only one that's there pretty much all the time is Zach Martin. Like, you're lucky to get 12 games a season now with Tyron uh, Tyre Smith. Lyle Collins um, is definitely slightly in a decline for that, for whatever reason, but I, I wouldn't, I think a shake up in the O line might necessarily might be a good thing. 
as well. If there's one thing we will need to address is get more offensive linemen in the draft. Like, there's no question about that. Um, it, it's a tough one. It is really a tough one because I think we're, it's more sentimentally we're kind of saying why are we getting rid of Lyle? He's, he's got the trust of Dak. I think it could be a more of a downfall at the same time. You're maybe putting too, too much trust in the player and if you... Because we kind of saw that, and I'm going to use Cincinnati as an example here. Their O-line is not the best in the NFL, but they still managed to get to the Super Bowl, right? And Joe Burrow is not necessarily, like, there's trust with his O-line, yeah, but but look how many times he got sacked still. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't know if I'm making a good... Uh, comparison here, but I think I should, but I'm but basically I'm trying to say is I think a shake up within our O line is probably a good thing. We need to get some new names in there, some new bodies to really like just get the O line competing again because it, it's it, it, it is kind of getting to a little bit more. It's getting to that stalemate stage. If that you know you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean I'm all here for a shake up. I know we need to get rid of that coach. There's your shake up right yeah. there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If that's one, if that's one thing, I'm still a bit uh, not happy with is the fact that Joe Philbin is still there. Um, me, Mike, Bra- Brian, especially uh, from UK Cowboys, we have a big uh, dislike to the way how he coaches the O line. It's not physical enough. It's not. I, I, I just I, I don't really think he really coaches the physicality side like. I don't know what he's like. I just don't know. It's I would need to really actually see what he does coaching, like to really make a proper assessment on it and stuff like that. But it's hard to do when you're five thousand miles away. But but uh, yeah, I because under Mike Colombo a couple of years ago, obviously he went with Jason Garrett to New York at one point and stuff like that. It didn't work out, but. He is definitely a far more superior coach in terms of Ole, and we saw that with Zach Martin and Lyle. You, you saw the more it brought the best out of them as well. So I, compl- I completely agree. I think the coaching does play a big factor in this, and I don't think Joe Philbin is the answer for that. Yeah, I mean, just to you know, plant my flag firmly. Um, I just, I just don't see. Everyone likes to point out there were times where he did play poorly this year, a hundred percent, but people like to point those out and ignore the part. Like you, no one really pays that much attention. I won't say nobody. There are people that do, but there aren't a lot of people that pay a lot of attention to what the O-line's doing every single time the ball gets snapped. So it's just cute when people are like, look at these, let me lay out all the times that he like F stuff up and granted sometimes they were big F ups. So I get it, but he's a good player. He uh, is Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber even right now. He, um, I just don't see how you can, you know, talk about the integrity of the O-line and like shaking stuff up is definitely something that needs to happen. Stick him at left guard. Um, and then you only have what to fill center and, you know, get a little backup for Tyron Smith. Like, that's something that's doable. That is, like, an actionable thing that you can do 
to make this O-line better and stop sticking them back at fullback all the time. Let them do their jobs. Stop getting cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we need to kind of make it a lot more simple, like simplify the, the calls. And yeah, that's, you, you just nailed it there, Meg. I'm just saying, I think that he's, there's no reason, like he has a good deal with us. Like, I know they're mad at him, but like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm down to shake up the O-line, but shake it up and make it better. Like, if, if I see an act like a way that you're making it better, I'll, I'll shut my mouth. But until that time, I'm going to hit, hit my hand on the table and say, why are we getting rid of Lyle Collins? doesn't make any sense. So prove me wrong, Cowboys. <laughs> show me, show me why I'm wrong. But until you do, I disagree with you as always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's like I said. It's like I, I I do welcome the idea of the trade idea. It just depends what we do get, and there is some really good O-line in there that can shape things up. But but I still do think like having Collins in the team is still at a crucial part to the like going forward, but um, but it's also the cap as well, and yeah. it's all it's, it seems to be the big it seems to be the topic right now is dominating everything with regards to Dallas right now. It's, cap, it's salary cap, salary cap, salary cap, and and I think I think it's after June first. What well, do you have the stats with you just now, Meg? Uh, what we would actually save? Was it like 8.3 million or something like that? Oh, for Lyle? Yeah. Um, you know, I had that on Friday. But I don't have it right now. But, yep. but it is on, there is a entire article on bloggingtheboys.com yep. about that. So yep. definitely go check it yep. out. Um, and, you know, they break down kind of where that affects the cap and all that fun stuff. So as always, there's always informational stuff that you can check out in regards to anything we talk about on these podcasts on bloggingboys.com. So I'll refer you over there so I don't give you wrong numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, did anything else happen this week that you just feel the need to sound off on for us? Um, I think we've well, there's no been any update regards to the international news, unfortunately. There's not it seems to be all the news and headlines is all to down with trade, salary cap, etc. And there's been no um news regards to uh potential of London yet. So um so nothing to report on that. Uh I don't we will probably won't hear anything regards to it until after um the agencies calm down a little bit so um probably be a, a good couple of weeks at least uh till we hear anything in regards to any updates regards to the international series but other than that uh, i think we've pretty much covered everything for all right then okay so this was another episode of the world's team um you can catch all the fun blogging the boys content if you follow along with us on any of your favorite podcast platforms Um, Also check us out, like I said, at bloggingboys.com for all your Cowboys news. Paul, where can everybody follow along with you? 
Uh, everyone can follow me at I am P Stu on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You can follow me at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you later, guys. Bye.